The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We are on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cow. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, March 6, 2019. If you're talking hot boutique cigars, Roma Craft might be the hottest one right now. Ro stands for Mike Rosales. Ma stands for Skip Martin, owners and founders of Roma Craft Cigars, and they join us here today on The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, the stage is full. Me and Barry got the ends in case this thing goes down. But you guys are okay safe over there. Mike and Skip, thank you for joining us again. 2017, last time you were here when we first built this studio. It's been a while. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks it's for having us. Yeah, so um, we're smoking the intemperance today, so we're going to get started with this. And uh, Skip, pay attention because Barry's going to tell us about it, and you'll tell us what he got wrong after he finishes. And today's first cigar is the Intemperance BA, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua at Nicosueño, which is Roma Craft Tobacco. The size is a four and a half by 52 Avarice, and it features a Brazilian Ariparaca wrapper, Indonesian binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic yeah, and Nicaragua. Yeah, he's laughing. Go ahead. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $7.49, while a box of, 20 is box of 24 is $158.99, which is a savings of almost $21, or 12% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty it's good. the BA21. We make, two, uh, we make three uh, intemperance lines. The BA-21, the EC-18, and the uh, WR-1794, the Whiskey Rebellion. Okay. Uh, so the 21 is, at, is based on the 21st Amendment that ended prohibition. Yep. Other and BA that, stands for badass? Brazil Araparaca. There we go. Just checking. Pronounced correctly. It's, but BA is good, though. BA is good, yeah. BA is good. And Nica Sueña is, is the... Sueño. Sueño is the it's, factory. It's not grammatically correct. It's okay. a gringo-rized version of uh, Nicaraguan Dream. Oh, all right. When Mike and I went down to Nicaragua and asked Esteban, uh, at that time he was running the, one of the largest factories in the world, the Scandinavian Tobacco Factory. <clears throat> he, he, he ran everything there. He had, a, he had a salary job. We said, well, what is your dream? What do you want? He goes, I want my own factory. I was like, well, let's build it. So that's where the name came from. And Sueño, dream. Dream. Sueño. Okay, good. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. 
Okay, we get a big crowd today for you. A lot of ladies in the audience tonight. Well, there's two or three, but as you stated earlier, we have a lot of breasts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, some heavier dudes that, that <laughs> at least C cops, maybe D cops. I resemble here. that remark. Yes, you yeah. do. Um, so the, you want to mention any of these people out here? Because I know we got some store owners. And uh, yeah, there's a guy, uh, Vince and Brian from B&B. There's yeah, uh, Philly. Um, the guys okay. here from Buda. Rockies, yeah, Booty Buda. from Rockas, the, 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 some cartel guys. A lot of guys showed up. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, everybody, for coming in. Uh, I know you came for him, but uh, you have a following. You guys have a following. Well, we're part of it. Uh, we're part of the group. So, um, you know, we came out of this group of guys, and we just kind of were able to start making cigars. But essentially, this is us. So um, I don't know that they follow us as much as they're with us. Yeah, but if they're having a, a party at their house, you're not going. We've done that. Yes, you have. We've uh, you we did the Bill Murray. You show up at their. We thing? do that all the time. Yeah, like some guy will some guy will comment on something. He goes, "Oh man, you're right around the the the, the corner from my house," and we'll get finished with dinner, order an extra dessert, take it over to his house, smoke a cigar in his garage. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. All right, Love let's that. light this up. You guys already started because you couldn't you couldn't hold off. But the official lighting, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Equalizer. The Vertigo Equalizer features single action, meaning you press the button down and the lid pops. It's got four jets. It's got a flip-out bullet punch. It's got an easy view window so you know how much fuel you have and easy adjustment, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo Equalizer. There's nothing close to a lighter like this for 20 bucks. you got to be kidding me. So as I light and, and uh, toast the cigar up... I can't help but notice every time I light it that your wrapper doesn't go all the way down. Why is that? We ran out. Yeah. <laughs> so when we very first started making these cigars, the, the, the blend samples, um, what I didn't know, which, which was everything at that time, yeah, um, that Atapadaka is a very hydroscopic cigar uh, wrapper. Hydroscopic. It means it absorbs and releases to, uh, humidity really fast okay. at the same rate. So what happened was we ended up with this the the wrapper actually falling short of the end of the cigar, and Esteban pointed out to us when you use Autopodoc as a wrapper, usually you make the cigar, and then you cut it after the wrapper's on. Where in a lot of cases you actually cut it cut the bunch. Uh, no, I'm saying it backwards. You put you put the anyway, you do it backwards because you don't want the the wrap the uh, cigar to the wrapper to shrink. shrink. So w what was interesting, though, when we were lighting the – you'll notice, Jonathan, when I light a cigar for the first time, a lot of time I'll cut back some of the wrapper. I saw you. Yeah. And cut back some of the fillers or some of the binders so you can taste just the wrapper. Well, I got I to gotta give you credit because a lot of manufacturers, for starters, would not be caught dead in public smoking someone else's cigar. That's not you, either of you. In fact, I think this is the first time I'm watching you both smoke your own cigar mm. since we started the events yesterday. But you were willing to do a blind taste challenge, and just like a regular consumer or us doing it, and, but you did something very unique. You did cut off the wrapper, and then a quarter of an inch higher, you cut off the binder, so you could smoke just the filler, the wrapper, the binder, and the filler, and then everything together to see what the changes were. I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, I think I learned that from Jose Blanco, uh, if I remember correctly, and maybe I'm, I'm not remember when we did it, but. Um, what it allows me to do is it allows me to get a sense of what the filler is first. And so, long story short, 
we didn't have labels when we first came out with the cigars. I remember. So it was an easy way to identify our cigar with this little characteristic. The the people making the cigars, they don't like it. Yeah. Because um, it's really difficult to, to finish the cigar that way. It, it takes a little extra time. Yeah. So um, they don't like it. But. but it's the opposite of a lot of people who have the unfinished foot. And this extra tobacco, so the first light you have is a wrapper that you're drawing through. And this is the opposite. You're just getting the filler and binder. Right. And then a puff or two into it, here comes the wrapper taste. So there is a little difference in taste until it ends up going to the second flavor. Interesting. So, uh, and is this a Maduro? Would you consider this a Maduro? I would say it's Maduro in color, but it doesn't go through an actual Maduro fermentation process. Um, Atapadaca... Is not a very. It's actually more common than it was when we made this cigar, because it became more commonly available in in Esteli. Now it's not because GK's left Esteli, the company that that used to have it. They brought it there for us, and then now they're no longer there. So we have to go to the Dominican and to Brazil to get it. So they're, they're less common than they have been over the last couple of years, um, but. It takes a long time, six or seven years, for it to get to this color. Um, wow. This is the longest fermented tobacco we have as the wrapper from this. When and it's we, a relatively low-yielding strain, right? It's very thin. It's susceptible to damage. It is very easy to damage. Um, when Mike and I went down to the Nicaragua Cigar Festival in 2011, 11. Uh, we were hanging out with Jonathan Drew, and um, we were talking about we were having issues with getting broadleaf, and we were going to have to make other products. We had landed on Ecuador, Connecticut because it was pretty readily available, yeah. the ASP, Ecuador, Connecticut. And we said, what other tobacco would you use that's always readily available? And he said, well, whatever you use, don't use Brazil Atapadaca. It's the worst. So immediately, <laughs> immediately we went. He told us this long story about how he had all this, and he had it in the factory, and he worked on it. They sent it back. And they sent it back, and then it was sitting over in a warehouse that Fidel Olivas had bought it back. So immediately I go to Esteban and said, hey, do you know about this tobacco? He goes, yeah, that's what. We use on the Toronto 50-year, and I said, I love that cigar. He goes, yeah, it's really hard to work with. And I said, are you familiar? He goes, I mean, he, he would never say this, but everybody else would tell you. He's one of the few people who really, really knows that wrapper leaf. So we went and bought, I think, 3,000, 4,000 pounds of it that, that was going to last us three or four years and immediately had to start buying more to start fermenting to get it to the point where this six, seven, eight-year-old tobacco was at. Yeah, so now... Do you have that kind of inventory in hand for next of, year? The area? Yeah. Of this tobacco yeah. we do. We have about six years of this tobacco. Wow. Yeah. All right. And for growth? Or is this going to be one of those things, the people that are on it, that's it? I mean, we make about 250,000 of these a year, and that's about what we've been making for the last three years. That's it. And that's what you can do. That's what we can do. Yeah. yeah. So here's where the problem lies. So uh, for you guys, for growth, you're not going to have growth on this because you can make what you can make unless you say, okay, six years is enough, five years is enough. Right. Uh, but in order to do this, you think it takes that, that if, amount that he thinks it. If we were to, let's say some miraculous way we were able to double production – and we wanted to make 600,000 of these, we would immediately have to go out and buy probably fifteen or 20,000 pounds of this to start fermenting it to get it to this point in three or four years. Right. To scale it. To scale right. it, yeah. Right. That's where the problem's going to arise. 
All right, uh, to our listeners, uh, why should they be, if they've never had your cigars from your factory, why should they? What's different about your cigars than everybody else's cigars? Everybody uses the, as we know, everybody uses the best ingredients. I don't know who takes the stuff that's no good because everybody uses the best and has the best rollers and has the best everything. What's special? Yeah. Go ahead. He's, he's giving you a shot, Mike. You got to jump in when you can. That's you know, what we tell Barry over there. This is really convincing that neither one of you have the argument ready to go. I, I could answer it, but I don't want to be like on the Modern Rogue video where every comment's like, why is the fat guy doing all the talking? Because you know? I own the show. <laughs> <laughs> why should they try one of our cigars? Yes. Especially this one, I think. Does Roma Craft make the best cigars in Nicaragua? Yes. <laughs> that is the question. Yes, because some other manufacturers, you mama, so. other manufacturers told me they make the best and stuff. But I'll tell you what: as a retailer, these sell like hell. I right. mean, well, I, sell unbelievable. I think really what it comes down to is, is the the price point for the value of the cigar that you get. Yeah. Right. So we do everything on the factory side to make it repeatable and sustainable and good every single time that you smoke it. The retailer, if you put it in, in in your customer's hands and they try it, they'll come back to it again and again and again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard that guy yesterday that came over and did a speech standing up in front of Skip of, I buy these cigars all the time, exclusively, never had a problem with it ever and ever. It's like unbelievable. Every time it draws, every time it's perfect. Right. It, it, it's kind of, we call it sticky, right? Customers get sticky to our product because one, you know, you can go out there and try multiple different cigars over again, you know, but- what ends up happening is they always come back to it, right? Because the, the value is there. The price point is, is perfect. Um, you know, the argument of, you know, $8 kind of being the sweet spot. Yeah. So we're a little bit under that, you know, for this size cigar. Um, and then you get, you know, one, it draws impeccable. Uh, flavor is outstanding, right? So, and, and, and your draw thing is not through draw testers, but it's weight driven. Yeah, we, we do it by having really experienced rollers, and then we manage it by measuring weights. So you get a, a wheel of cigars, you weigh it, and if it's so many grams too heavy, you say, okay, there's a problem in here. Yeah, it starts by every cigar that's produced is, is picked up and touched. Uh, you feel for soft spots, obvious issues. Yeah. And they're so good that you, you feel a cigar and you know if it's too heavy or too light. Just It happens to us. I mean, we pick yeah. a cigar up and say, wow, this feels light all of a sudden. Yeah. Just we, used to it. Exactly. Yeah. You can feel two or three grams difference sometimes. Especially when rollers change sizes, so they go from making, say, a Perfecto to today they're making a Toro, or you pay a little bit more closer attention, and you're you're looking for cigars that have soft spots, obvious issues, yeah. and then, then you're looking for the weight issues. And then um, you, when you start seeing variances more than one or two grams, then you really start to be, look more closely. The draw is never going to be – I mean, most people pick – a lot of people who've never smoked our cigars will pick it up and go, oh, this is hard. Densely packed. This is a hard cigar. This is not going to draw well. And I'm like, well, cut it and light it. If it doesn't draw well, I'll, I'll buy you two to replace it. Um, and they draw perfect yeah. every time. Um, you know, to the question you asked, my answer would be a little bit different. I, I don't think we make the best cigars in Nicaragua. Um, as a consu- lifetime consumer, I think there are cigars that are better than ours objectively. Um, they may be, you know – uh, the, the, they may be three or four times the price. Yeah. Um, I mean, Davidoff makes better, objectively makes better cigars than we make um, in terms of the, the aesthetics and everything that goes into it. Good um, thing they're in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I mean, Padron number no. 9, 1926 is, yeah. is a very simple, great cigar. And, um, you know, I would never say that we make a cigar better than that cigar. Yeah. But that's 20 bucks, right? Right. 
Um, I do think that there are a couple of cigars we make that are the best in their category. Um, I think our Candela is maybe the best Candela cigar ever made. Uh, it's object, very good. Objective. Very yeah, good. I, would, I, I couldn't deny that because as somebody that doesn't like Candela, I like it. I smoked it yesterday again. But wow, it's, it, it's not. What right. a, the problem I have with Candela, it doesn't have that. Right. So not your grandfather's but, Candela by no. any stretch. But um, the problem with that is people who like can that like Candela maybe don't like that cigar. Right. I think um, in terms of all the cigars I've ever smoked made with Brazil Atapadaca, this may be the very best Brazil Atapadaca blend ever made, and we do a very good job at making it consistently. Um, Steve Saka frequently, when he mentions us, he mentions that this is his favorite because he spent a lot of years over there trying to make a Atapadaca cigar, yeah. and it's very, very hard to blend with. Yeah. Um, I think we make one of the best Matafina cigars, our Wonderlust. Um, and I think that, um, everything else we make, make competes very well against similar products. Well, and you, you hear mostly it's Connecticut Broadleaf, it's, uh, San Andreas, and you guys choose on the Brazilian side and say, okay, we'll use our hardier leaves for this, uh, tougher to handle, but probably more available to you than trying to get, um, either, uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, which is getting impossible now and, and still tough with uh, the uh, Mexican. Yeah. Every, you know, we, we use a lot of different kinds of tobacco for a small uh, operation. And, um, you know, one of the, everybody says, what's the biggest surprise for you of being in the cigar business or what's the biggest secret of the cigar business? The biggest secret in the cigar business really is that there is no such thing as special tobacco. My friend, um, Carlos Sanchez, always says there's no tobacco from Mars. Mm. It's all the same three or four varieties of plants from the same places. Everybody has access to almost everything. I mean, unless you're talking about some weird, weird hybrid that's proprietary to one guy yeah. or some guy who has – there's nobody who has some process that other people don't know. Um, it, it's much like you know having a restaurant. There's no food that's secret. There's yeah. no cooking process that's secret. The, the thing that is, is the real truth is there are little decisions you have to make every day that sometimes cost you time, sometimes cost you money. And those decisions aren't kind of culturally made consistently by people who make cigars. And me being a different kind of guy living in Nicaragua, even in my own factory after years, I walk in, and that's all I do every day is make those little small corrections to keep us on track. Well, a lot of times it's the bean counter, the money guy, that says, if we just trim this off a little bit and stop doing this process, we're going to save X amount of percent, so let's do it. And as you continue to do those little shavings off, the product becomes a different product. Right. And that's why I think people respect the work that we do because we we – we're just about putting out a good, consistent, solid product uh, over time and charging a fair price yeah. for it. That's why I believe in the smaller companies more than the mass-produced because they do do that. I mean, you're, you're talking millions and millions of a certain thing they're going to produce, and if they shave a little off, it amounts to a big amount, so they end up doing that. Yeah, and then there's a disadvantages of being small as well. I mean, sometimes when you're small, you don't have the capital to, to, to buy six years worth of Atapadaca to keep it right. consistent. You don't have um, access a lot of times to the same tobaccos that the big guys do. Um, sometimes, um, you know, you see a lot of uh, small guys that are making really good, very, very, very small production limited cigars. Yeah. Because they can go out and get uh, 
you know, some really, really good tobacco, and in a small environment, they can consistently make that, that blend, but it's hard to do it over six, seven, eight years. Mm. Okay, so what is a weasel, and why is it good to be one? These guys, I'm seeing weasel shirts that are out here. They're proud of it. You're damn right. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the weasel thing is actually, um, well, these, these, these guys, right? So everyone of them, who has a cigar box with you? Just a regular kind of like travel case. I'd say more than half. More than half, right? So yeah. if you look at them, right, so you see all the stickers and all the things yeah. that they, they, you know, accumulate. Um, so there's, there's, there's several levels of being a weasel, right? So number one, if someone sat down and said, hey, what you got in your box? You know, I don't have a cigar. You know, let me see what you, which, what, are you what are you packing yeah, What's there? that in your shirt pocket yeah. there? Yeah. Right? And so you kind of go through and you kind of gauge whether or not, you know, there's something there that, that interests you. Um, then there's, there's uh, so, so you kind of do the exchange. And then there's the... Uh, um, the guys that kind of see what you're doing in the factory, the kind of things you're kind of working on, the one-offs, the things that that and they go, oh man, hey, I saw that, uh, you know, that barber pole or or some kind of shape that you guys did. How do I get one of those? Right? Yeah, the so, fishing, right? Right. Yeah. Mike weaseled a cigar for you yesterday. It was a professional technique. I noticed it when we were leaving the first shop. Jedi. We were standing in front of the the Byron. See, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's a smooth weasel. Yeah. Okay. He's like, man, you know, I don't know. I've never tried that size. What's and you're like, oh, like? here, let me give you one. Let yeah. me give you one. Yeah. Uh. Mike weaseled you right? All right but but those kinds of guys are part of this culture and and that those kind of guys are the guys that we're part of so i mean i'm as big of a weasel as anybody and so really um we kind of just wanted to have a, a fun thing to, to kind of talk about the kind of group of guys that that smoke cigars with us so um, that's where the name came from. Right. So it's so kind of like a fan club, lack of a better word. But right. And the flip side of that is that the generosity of the person being weaseled. Yes. Not being offended that this guy's trying to get. Yeah. No, that's not true. I'm offended because Skip just weaseled via Mike to get a cigar that was on my computer. Well, I wanted to point out, Mike Damari told me this was a good cigar. I, that, he, that I could buy it at, uh, in Houston at the... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, right. The uh, Neanderthal H-Town, in case you haven't tried it. There we go. We've, we've been selling the hell out of them, I understand. <laughs> so you guys, uh, almost a married couple as far as I'm spending uh, two days with you guys. Um, it's 10 years almost, right? Yeah, about that. 10 yeah. years. So I would say you're not newlyweds anymore, but I want to play a... Uh, Newlywed game with you right now. All right. Nookie. So it's the Roma Craft Newlywed Game. These guys might not be old enough for the Newlywed Game. No, they don't even know what it is, right? So take five each of those. Is like, it? where's the most awkward place you've ever had sex? Yeah, we'll see. In the, in, the, in the rear? In the rear? <laughs> in the rear. <laughs> Uh, all right, so write this down. Don't uh, peek at each other's answers and uh, just put the first one down, face down, so uh, they, they don't see it. And your first question is, uh, what is each other's favorite food? Each other's favorite food. So you're going to skip right what Mike's favorite food is and, and Mike's writing what his favorite food is fa face down. You go to the next one. And um, where is the first place you guys ate together? Your first mandate, you had dinner together. Think so back far, everything's about food, Dave. Why I, is that? I can't help it. You guys like food, though. Skip, Skip got it right away. It took uh, Rosales a minute to think. Yeah, it takes yeah. a second to think, but that's okay. Uh, what is each other's favorite drink? Favorite drink. And it's a little slow, but Mike got the head start on that one, and Skip is off and running, and here we go. Next up is uh, each other's favorite cigar. 
So write what Mike's favorite cigar is. Doesn't have to be your own. It can be your own. It doesn't matter what it is. Just put down what you think favorite cigar is. And the last question is, where is the first place each other made whoopee? <laughs> Not necessarily with each other. Not with you know, first place ever. The other person made whoopee, and, and Mike's off and running. Skip is still thinking. <laughs> That's because Mike might not have lost his virginity yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I'm thinking about how I want to – I don't want to put Mike's marriage in danger. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yours already went to crap, so it doesn't matter. I'll put a generic. All right. So uh, – I'm much more familiar with his food choices since he preaches to me about keto every every time I see him. So we got Mike and Skip. All right. So uh, let's uh, flip the first one over. Closest what is each other's favorite food? Favorite food? What do you got? Uh, Mike eats eggs. Mike all day, all eats eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. And you'd say that's correct. That's, Wait. Yeah. Was that? I was. Oh, he's supposed to say what I. Oh, put. all right. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say? Eggs. Egg, egg, good hey, one. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Thanks. And Skip, what do you think Mike wrote? Um, steak. Barbecue. That was, that was, steak was on the first one, but I went with pasta. Okay. Ah, so we got to know there. Because no, he's no. Italian. All so right. I, so far, I know Mike better than. Oh, so far. Um, where one, is the first place you ate together? So both of you can flip it. It doesn't, well. Okay. So. How do we know the answer Skip's to this? Skip's house is the first place we ever we had we had we'd eaten together. Yeah, but that's not a date. Yeah, the first date we ever had is the day that the very first Cro-Magnus came in at the tortilla place. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I put his house. So, okay. so what's the right answer? It was the the tortilla place. Yeah. The, All right. So Skip's going to get that. Two to nothing, Skip. Right now. Two to nothing. Uh, favorite drink, Mike. What's Skip's favorite drink? Big beers. Big beers. Yeah. What do you got? I I would have said rum and coke. But okay. I, his favorite, drink, his wait, favorite. Wait, 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 Rosales. What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink. I only drink coffee or water. Yeah, espresso. E- espresso. Yeah. Espresso. He's so, my. He's he's my bay. You, you do. That, you know. You I know him well. That's three right for Skip. No right for Mike. There we go. All right. So, uh, what is the other favorite cigar? So, so Skip, what what do you think Skip's favorite cigar is? So, Skip, the what is your favorite cigar? I the, smoke the Intrigue the more intrigue. than anything. Intrigue. Yeah. He Boom. finally got one oh, right. Nailed it. All right. And Mike smokes the Virtue more than anything. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, Skip, yeah. you know him well. All right. This is the fun one. First place, each other made Whoopi. So, uh, Mike, where did uh, you make Whoopi the first place? In, what in do you my, in my house. Okay. In, in, my parent, my parents' house, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. That's that's. Was fair. it Oklahoma? Yeah, it was in Oklahoma. All right, and it wasn't with a family member. Ah. Is, <laughs> might have been with a sheep, which makes that. And unique. how about you, Skip? First place. I mean, define is a blowjob sex? I don't know. That, that's up. That's I put somewhere, some, somewhere with Angela, which is yeah, his ex-wife. Band so, camp. It was. Yeah, it wasn't with Angela. Wasn't with Angela, so that's a no. Skip, no. you know him better than uh, I do. He knows you. That's you know what's funny is we don't actually um, – we're not together very much um, because I'm in Nicaragua. A lot of times I come back to Austin for a week or so every five or six weeks. Mike is on the road, so he's not there when I'm there. A lot of times I plan to be there when he's not there because so I kind of cover things. And this is a three-way partnership, right? Two-way. Mike and I are partners in Roma Craft. Yeah. And then Esteban and I are partners in the factory. Oh, but really, and Mike's not in the factory. Um, not legally, but really, the factory. I find is, the factory. The factory is capitalized <laughs> by Roma, right? So, um, yeah. So it's really like a three-legged stool. Is the okay. way we've always talked about it. And you don't ever bring Esteban around. Esteban's not a real social guy. Right. I mean, as soon as we start bullshitting or whatever, Esteban disappears. So speaks English. 
You know, no, all right, but we it. speak Spanish when we're down there. True. Yeah, um, he, he's he's a very simple guy. I mean, he goes to bed real early, gets up at three or four in the morning. He's and, and you're quite the opposite. You go to bed I'm, for three or four in the morning. What's funny is I'll be messaging him at three or four in the morning, and he's just getting up up. And I'm you haven't gone to bed. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah, and Mike, are you much the same late night guy? Can be. I try not to be, but mm. I can be. So usually, what'll happen when Skip comes into town is, hey, let's go hang out. And it's at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And 8 or 9 o'clock rolls around. I got to get up and I got to go visit accounts and do everything else. So And he sleeps in. And he sleeps in. So. Yeah. I, I usually I usually do about 5, 6 in the morning to about 11 or noon. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So what should we be, before they tell you exactly what they're tasting and, and let you know, but what should they be tasting in the cigar? Uh, Brazil Atapadaca. Which is? Indonesian. <laughs> so, so, uh, it should taste like very well fermented tobacco. Right? Ah, it's not what we're like looking for. Man tobacco so or testosterone. Yeah. Brazil Atapadaca has a very bitter um, taste to it. It's it, By itself, it's off-putting. Which is where I'm getting yeah, the espresso Yeah, it's, it's almost like an espresso. Um, the, the Indonesian tobacco is very inert, so you almost don't taste it. That's one of the greatest things about it is yeah. it's very thin. It burns perfectly. We use it a lot. Combustion for combustion. It helps the wrappers burn correctly. Um, the filler, um, we use one type of Dominican tobacco from Leo Reyes. Um, it's my favorite tobacco. It's Olor. It's, it, in Dominican, it's not a very popular tobacco because it, um, it's, it's very rough in a Dominican blend. But it does a great job of evening out the edges on the on the Nicaraguan tobacco, and then there's a little jalap in there, which adds a little bit of sweetness. There's my hazelnut. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of like the thing you splash into the espresso. You know, it's not the espresso itself. Yes. So if you take if you the cream <laughs> from the top of the espresso, now you're coming on board. You're and one you, of us. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed Sullivan says you nailed it and right you, there. You do, do a half squirt of that hazelnut syrup and. Put the lemon rind around it for the little citrus feeling, the yeah. little, little thing. Yeah. Little little citrus note here. Barry? It's definitely nutty on the retrohale. There's a little bit. For me, it's more of a heavier nut, like a cashew. But it's nutty with coffee espresso. What do you think on the retrohale, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a bucket handy? Come on. Just put it through a little. <laughs> <laughs> Is that nutty? Oh, you threw up a little in your mouth. <laughs> I almost chucked. Yeah, I think that's a that's actually a really good observation, Barry. Because it's got that, um, when you say cashew, it's got that oily, savory taste yes. to it. A lot of our cigars have that that kind of barbecue-y, yeah. the, the crust of a steak, kind of that savoriness to it. Uh, that would be, you know, seems like it would, it would be like a barbecue cigar, right? Some people don't like that. Uh, we had a guy who didn't like the Neanderthal too much, Ed, uh, on Facebook last week. I noticed that. I, on the other hand, love the Neanderthal. Who didn't like the uh, He said it was a zero out of ten. Who? Out of a hundred, I He's thought been, it was. He, yeah, he'd been smoking cigars for 40 years. He said it's maybe the worst cigar he ever smoked. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. What was it, licking the bottom of a charcoal grill? Yeah, something like that. And I, so how do you take that? Because social, you do pay attention to social media, and it's not all praises and stuff. Does it roll off your back? Are you insulted by it because this is your child here? I'm never offended if someone doesn't like the taste of a cigar. Um, that's a very subjective thing. Um, 
you know. Zero out of 100 tastes like yeah, nothing. I mean, it, it burns well and it draws well. You're at 50 right there right. out of 100. It's the, it's the people who say this burns, doesn't burn good. It doesn't draw. It doesn't, you know, because that's something that's objective and it's very, it's something we pay very close attention to. While it's possible, a lot of the times, most of the time when you see a burn issue, it's user error. They, they didn't light it correctly. Yeah. It wasn't humidified correctly. Um, generally, I've smoked enough cigars, maybe thirty or 40,000 over my life. I can generally look at a cigar and go, this is probably what went wrong. So what, what's your play at that point? The guy writes that? Do you go at him? No, generally what we do is we say, hey, you know, thanks for, thanks for trying it. Uh, if it's somebody who we know pretty well, who buys our cigars on a regular basis, we'll say, hey, you know, um, go back to the retailer. They'll give you two for the one, and then we'll make sure we take care of the retailer. Um, if it's just some random slapdick is the word I use. Because that guy could be a competitor, right? It could be somebody that works for somebody See, else. And um, what kind I, of shit is that? I heard I a rumor it was, a, it was a secret account created by Steve Sokka. <laughs> so, actually, Sokka. No way. <laughs> Sokka and I are in like a mutual appreciation society. Yeah, yeah you yeah. are. Yeah. It's a love fest. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I would go back and say that humidity, over humidity, is yeah. probably one of the biggest. Yeah. For our so the guy puts it in his own humidor, and he right. does, he's not doing that properly. So he's not going to blame himself, though. Right. No, never. Zero. Well, even you know, even seventy degrees is high for our cigars, um, especially like our Cro-Magnon Neanderthal. Um, you can take that out of humidity for two or three days, and it'll smoke perfect. Actually, it smokes better. You yeah, I box it for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yet, you on social media, you press some buttons too. I, you know, I just share my feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, it's going to be Barry versus Skip in a cigar industry spelling bee. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, while Mike and Skip from Roma Craft Cigars are here, we're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. 
the flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and we're smoking the Intemperance BA with Mike Rosales and Skip Martin from Roma Craft Cigars. Welcome back, everybody. Full crowd over here. Skip, uh, I'll ask you, during uh, during the break, people are coming up with boxes of cigars for, for you and Mike to sign. You've been a cigar geek and a, and a consumer of cigars for years before you got into your own factory. Um, were you that type? Did you get autographs from... The cigar makers and things like that? I would have been. The biggest fanboy. Yeah, I'm a huge fanboy. I would have been, but in my kind of era, guys who made cigars never interacted with consumers the way that we do now. I mean, events were a rare thing. I mean, towards towards when when I started getting into owning a shop and getting into this, Rocky Patel was out there on the road. but unless you went to like a big smoke, and I, I remember my first big smoke in Washington D.C. There's no time at the big smoke yeah, to do that right. kind of stuff. But um, I would have absolutely done yeah. that. I would have absolutely right. been that guy. I was wondering if you find it odd or is it you know? Well, you know, my thing is I don't know why I would want anything signed by me. Um, I'd like a check signed by you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's me. It's You're like one of my kids already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we don't write checks anymore, Dave. You just uh, Venmo your no, kids, I, yeah. And and you don't. They send you. They don't even ask you. They send you a thing on, and you get a, a notification pops up that says, "Hey, your kid wants five hundred dollars." Yeah, like, that how that okay. works. Okay, and you just hit a button, and boom, it's done. They make uh, it really easy for you. Sure, make it easy for them. <laughs> make it easy for them. Uh, all right. So, what is the biggest selling line of Roma Craft cigars? The best selling is Cro Magnon. It sells the fastest. It sells the fastest, but as far as production-wise? Well, we only make a million cigars. We can only make about 300,000 Cro-Magnons. If we could, we could sell 3 million Cro-Magnons, yeah. no, no question. The, the, the highest volume of the million that we sell is Aquitaine. All right. Um, we sell more Aquitaine mainly because we don't always have Cro-Magnon, and Aquitaine's a great cigar. Well, so just so people know, Aquatine and Cro-Magnon have the same blend. The only difference is the wrapper. So you have the Habano Lajero wrapper leaf on the on the Aquatine line, where Cro-Magnon is the Connecticut broadleaf. Okay. So if you ever want to smoke a cigar side by side to see, you know, go back to how much does the wrapper leaf yeah. change the dynamics of the cigar, that's a great comparison to do. All right. I, and you think that your Cro-Magnon customer that oh there are no Cro-Magnons let me let me go to Aquitaine it's the one they'll go to or is it a different customer it's like a Venn diagram there's yeah. probably like an overlap where they can go either direction right. there's something like Aquitaine more and some like Cro-Magnon more certain sizes it goes back by size usually right. the conversations of well I like this one in this size this blend I like this you, size you our, our best selling single skew is the Neanderthal HN and it's also our most expensive cigar so wow. it, that's great for us all right but yeah and three hundred thousand is the max. Yeah, we we uh, well uh, of chroma- of broadleaf. <coughs> yeah, some years, total. some years, some years we could make five hundred thousand. Depends what you get of. But we save that tobacco for the next year because we can only make a million cigars. So yeah, we really in the factory struggle to to dial in of that million. We can make five thousand cigars a day, and almost anything we could make, we could make 
just one one blend or one cigar and still sell a million cigars. So no plan of busting a wall out back and just we've been working on it. I mean, we were in the middle of buying a piece of land and building a new factory that was about three times the size of our current factory. Uh, so we could start storing our own tobacco. We pay someone else now to store ah. it. So we could start storing our polones of Atapadaka. So we could start working some of our own fillers because sometimes it's we, we we have to work it. You know, a lot of big manufacturers, they'll go to people like Nika Prosa and they'll, they'll pick out 50,000 pounds of, of stuff out of the curing barn. And then they cure it in their own factories, like AJ, my father. Yeah. Padron grows their own mostly. So... When we do it, we have to go to these guys and we have to say, okay, can you put this in a polone for us and leave it there instead of the three months where you normally say it's good enough and then the factory finishes it, can you leave it there for a year, a year and a half? And Cha-ching. Yeah. You can, but extra. Well, and it's a huge favor. They hate to do it, but they do it for us because Esteban has 20, 25-year relationships with these guys. So yeah. um, we're really lucky that they do that for us. Yeah. And that makes all the difference in the world. But all the politic, you know, all the political issues in Nicaragua right now have kind of put that on hold. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so what does the future hold for Roma Craft? The new stuff coming out. I want a scoop. We need something. You, you mentioned in the Cameroon. Are we going to see a Cameroon this year? What's going on? Well, that's in. Uh, it's in play. So we are na- nailing down the kind of final touch-ups as far as what we're going to do with it. So. Did you want to go into how that how that came about, or do you want to leave it just a... Yeah, I mean, I guess we could... So, um, we we get asked all the time to make cigars for other companies. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, with Brad, about about uh, people making things for yes. Altidus. Yeah. Uh, we get asked a lot um, to do those kinds of projects, so limited things or core lines. We always have to turn them down. So, that's very interesting, because I did ask the question to him... Of has anybody ever turned you down? And I got a no. That has never happened. Well, well. I, got, I got text messages and emails that prove uh, yeah. otherwise. Otherwise, so. well, and we didn't turn them down. <laughs> we didn't turn them down because, because we didn't want to do it. We turned them down because we just don't have the capacity yeah. to do it. How but, can you add a new line if you're only going to make a million cigars? That means you're going to you something else is going to suffer. You can't. So. Um, one thing that we have been making is Whiskey Rebellion. We made it only for famous. Yeah. Uh, come the trade show, that's going to be a national small production brand. Uh, we assume it will move capacity a little bit away from EC and BA and do a little bit more Whiskey Rebellion. We get a lot of really clean yield on Ecuador Habano off of the Aquitaine that we use for that line. So economically in the factory, that line makes a lot of sense for us. What are you doing with all the sh- short pieces? You, know, you don't make it short. We sell that. You just sell it. Yeah, we sell it for we sell it uh, to a couple of different places. It gets ne- turned into blunt wraps. And yeah, but you never th- thought of turn it, turning it into a, a the- mix filler of your own stuff? I could You've get- done all the work on the aging of the tobacco. It's great stuff that's there. Yeah, we've been working on a mix filler, a Cuban sandwich cigar called the Weasel for a long time. And it just economically, I mean, if, if I'm going to sell you a short filler cigar of our tobacco you expect it to be in the three four dollar range half the price and anyway. i can't make it work at that level uh, so there's also been pictures on social media of a connecticut crow magna yeah sometimes what we do is um like in that example we took some segundos from the crow magna that it were six a uh, year old two years old and we just put a connecticut wrapper on it just to see what it tastes and like. what happened it was fantastic it, it, yeah it, it tastes pretty good so when's it coming out well, you know, with it the, wasn't your grandfather's Connecticut. <laughs> no, that's for sure. No. With the FDA, 
one of the things is if you don't make a substantial change to the blend, it's the same size, same quantity, you can produce new products. So one of the things we've been doing is taking existing sizes, making them box presses, taking existing sizes, making them barber poles. Even this new Cameroon cigar we haven't come out is in the same quantity and size as the knuckle draggers. So, um, you know, that's going to be a big release for the, for the trade show. Which one? Uh, the Cameroon, Cameroon cigar. Okay. Uh, it's kind of in the Cro-Magnon line. Um, so it was like a third. So these cigars are made in um, production. We, we finalized the blend we, to two options. We've made about a thousand of each, and we're going to have to go one direction or the other. So either way, we're going to have enough samples of uh, for the because I've been hearing about it for two days, and I, I I would love to end up trying one to see what it was like. Yeah, was that any good? That was, was a that, great weasel tech. It was it okay? No. <laughs> What's that taste like? Yeah. It's really really good, I think. Well, so but it's, it's, I failed though. The, it didn't work. Well, so, so that becomes a swing and a when miss. I, when I get some, I'll make sure. No. I get some. <laughs> but you know, the, so here's the thing. So in that kind of project, right? So. So, obviously, we're big students of, of the industry, right? So, we, we've, we're we cigar nerds ourselves, right? So, um, some people would argue that whenever La Flor Dominicana came out with a cigar like Airbender, that the traditional kind of, of La Flor smokers may or may not have, have appreciated that cigar in that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or the Coronado so, would be a good example of sure, that. Sure, right? Yeah. So, so it, it just kind of was yeah, a little ahead bit. of its time or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, uh, just not the full body, robust, in your face, you know, double a hero kind of kind of cigar, right? So, so in that kind of project, you go, okay, do we try to make a cigar that's kind of what we're known for and try to take a Cameroon and kind of beef it up, ramp it up, and, and kind of get some, some balls to it? Or do you go... Do we try to make a cigar that's really traditional, classic yeah. example of what a Cameroon cigar would be like, right? And then and and prove that you're not a one-trick pony type right. of thing. We can do. Could our, would our fan base and our customer base appreciate trying to go in that in that in or that take format? another? Yeah, another. You, get, you end up with another customer base, base because yeah. guys that smoke well, milder cigars like David. But are you a sellout at that time? Oh, right? No, I mean, but you kind of have to have those kind of discussions. I mean, so so there's there's a there's an expectation to what you know what your core customer guys are are smoking, and and how do you kind of differentiate? How can that? you be possibly well, called a sellout if you make something that's great? That's, well, well, where where this discussion ends is we sat around the table and said which one do we like the most? Right. That's what we're going with. Right. Yeah, all the other stuff aside, we're just going to make the best one we, we like the most. And then if people buy it, they buy it. If they don't, we smoke it. So, yeah. If you need help smoking it, I'm happy to throw my hat in the ring. Oh, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup. We brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. What would you rather? Would you rather be guaranteed 80 years old and healthy but die the next day versus an embarrassing... uh, Death versus uh, an embarrassing death, but whenever it happens, you're gonna have die. That's an easy choice. Eighty years old. I think I go with eighty. Yeah, I guaranteed mean, eighty. Guaranteed. Or die embarrassing at forty-seven. No, whenever whenever it happens. Well, so it could be ninety. What if you're not guaranteed? You've seen my lifestyle. It's going to be before eighty. You're gonna guarantee take eighty. Guaranteed. Guaranteed take eighty. I'd rather burn out than fade away, though. How uh, how embarrassing we talking? Like embarrassing, like autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, you know. 
Because that, that I don't consider embarrassing. Maybe That's a get, badge of maybe, honor. Maybe, it's a typical maybe Saturday night for him. <laughs> Correct. Maybe you die and there's a ribbon around your penis or something. Very embarrassing. First prize. So you still haven't rung the bell on embarrassment yet. Yeah. No, apparently not. Uh so I you're might, saying die embarrassing at 100? Whatever. You, whenever you die, you don't know when it's going to be. I don't want to live so a long you, time. you got 80. you got 80, Barry. I, I'd rather not know because knowing you're going to change. I thought you'd guarantee no, take I'd the 80. No, I'd rather not know because if you know. <laughs> if somebody offers you're you 80, the way you Barry, live your take life. it. Take the 80. <laughs> no, you're going to change the way you live your life. I'd rather whenever it happens, it happens, and I'm going to live my life the well, way I I would have lost the bet on that for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm Ed, going. You're, get, you're as close as me. I'm running out of shit to do anyway. Let's go for the embarrassing. <laughs> really? You take the embarrassing whenever sure. it happens. I think uh, this is all over the place with this. I think I got to go 80, and then I'm changing Ooh. my lifestyle from six cigars a day to 37, and I'm just going. No one's getting any of my cigars when I'm gone. I'm smoking them all. Everybody went the opposite direction so, I thought it was going to go. That you so, Mr. Health Guy, I thought you'd say, oh, you kidding? I'm going to make it to 100. Jonathan, you're going to take the guarantee 80. You're going to Barry, who ain't never going to see 80. 52. It's taken whenever it happens. So my, you're not going to see 80? So no, my, 52. That's, what I, that's my prediction. Yeah. So why wouldn't you take a guarantee 80? Like you need to start training as replacement. So my daughter, Fiorella, she has a great, great, great grandfather yeah. that's still alive. It's Arlen, my, her mother's great, great grandfather. Wow. And it's her, it's her grandmother's grandfather. Jeez. And he's still alive. He's like 117 no, or something. No relation to you. No, he's no. Nicaraguan. Yeah, so you and, had no blood at all here. But the guy is like a zombie, man. It's I would, Who wants to live that long? Yeah. I mean, nobody, literally nobody knows how old he is, but they think he's about 117. He wow. just had a birthday, and he's blind and cataracts, and he barely moves, and he walks around, sm smokes uh, cigarettes. He's happy, I guess. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah, I mean he doesn't he doesn't talk very much. He's, but, he's talked out. He's been yeah. talking for 117 years. <laughs> yeah, what else is there left to say? Oh, okay, so uh, it's time for the uh, cigar industry spelling bee. Is that what's going on, Ed? Is that oh, that sound? That was a sad story. That was his oh. sad music. Oh, that was sad music. Oh. All right, we're gonna do the spelling bee because uh, you asked for it. I thought it would make a good event. All right. So but, uh, we but, know uh, Barry, who does a blog for the Cigar Authority each and every day on the CigarAuthority.com. He cannot make it out of the first paragraph without a spelling error. Spelling errors and uh, or some misinformation or whatever. Hey, he you try typing with somebody in your year yakking up a storm all day. Oh, my he's God. He's going for speed. <laughs> yeah, he's going for speed. And there's not a lot of that going on either. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, I got 10 questions, so write down, down it, and then we're going to flip the, the cards. Right. Well, we can just do it at that point. So the first word is entubar, a rolling method that originated in Cuba. Rather than booking the filler of tobaccos, the cigar is rolled in individual filler leaves by itself and bunched together in little tubes for airflow. Entubar. You got that, Barry? Yes. Okay. Parejos. Parejos. Uh, that's a straight-sided cigar, such as Coronas, Pianatellos, Lonsdales, not Torpedos, Perfectos, but straight cigars are Parejos. Done? Done. Calibra is a cigar made of three Pianatellas braided together, never popular. It's like three Lanceros. It's triple the uh, no chance of su success, the Calibra. Next up is Diademas, a big cigar with a closed-tapered head. Uh, generally about eight inches long, diademas. Next up, Mata Norte, 
Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Sounded pretty good to me. Yeah. Uh, subvarietal of Brazilian tobacco we were talking about earlier when we were talking about number 10, um, number six, Arapiaca. Arapiaca. Ara... Got to work on this accent. Arapiaca. 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 Pretty good, Let's break it up into three, three different <laughs> syllables. Arapiaca. Arapiaca. All right. Guayabera. Pretty good. Guayabera. Uh, Cuban dress shirt, typically made of linen with all the pockets on it. You know it. You don't tuck it in, Barry. Do you have one? No. They oh. don't make them in my size. Wow. <laughs> Volta Bajo. Vuelta Vol- Abajo. Volta Bajo. Vuelta. Vuelta Bajo. Abajo. This is a valley in Cuba. I actually spent two nights with uh, Skip in Volta Bajo. Vuelta Bajo. Um, and next is... Yeah, I got one wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> next is bouquet. The smell or nose of a cigar. Badly stored cigars can lose their bouquet. Speaking of the cigar I'm smoking now, uh, very aromatic, spicy aromatic uh, through the nose. And uh, the last one is Ecuador. South American company where prize source of tobacco wrappers come from, Ecuador. Okay, you got it? Do you want the Spanish or the English version on that? Because with all the other words, they were Spanish. It's spelled the same way. Okay. Spelled the same way? One has a a tittle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, what do you got for Ecuador? It is uh, Entubar, I'm sorry. E-N-T-U-B-A-R. E-N-T-U-B-A-R is correct. You got that? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so put that in a good good pile. Both of you have it. Parejos, Barry. P A R E J O S. You got it. Mm-hmm. You He's got it, cheating. <laughs> Calibra. C U E L E V R A. C A L E B R A. Or C U. C U L E B R A. So we got Culebra. we got two nos. You threw me there. off with your Massachusetts. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> you know the word. That's no excuse. Yeah, I had to miss one. All Take right, shot. It's a tie. Uh, Diademas Barry. D I A D E M A. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Mata Norte. The contestant gets to decide. M A T A N O R T E. That's correct. 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 Arapiaca. A-R-A-P-I-R-A-C-A. Correct. Yeah. Barry, I can't believe you're doing it. Guayabera. G-U-A-Y-A-V-E-R-A. That's correct. Correct. Lots of love to Berta Bravo. Wow. (laughs) Correct. Waltabajo. Yeah, I'm not not even going to attempt this one, but I got V-U-E-L-T-A-V-A-J-O. Close, but no cigar. It's Vuelta's two words. Vuelta, space, A-B-A-J-O. That's correct. Yeah, I missed one. Okay, so we got Skip with one extra point here. And two to go. Bouquet. V-O-U-Q-U-E-T. That's correct. That's what I've got, yeah. That's one that I get wrong all the time. My spell check always <laughs> get it. So I thought, I thought I'd throw that in there. In uh, Ecuador. E-C-U-A-D-O-R. Correct. Wow, not bad. Not bad, Barry Stein. Not, I thought as, you were gonna... not as dumb as I look. No, you're... so you're just lazy. So we tied? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a shock? No. <laughs> because, uh, but skip one by one, one but by I one. thought he was going to destroy you. Did you practice all week? No. Nothing. 
No, no distractions. So you know what they are? You that was pretty choose, strong. You just choose to write them I, le- I leave the spelling mistakes in in the memory of Gary J.R.'s. Yeah, I hear that all the time. used to drive him nuts. I hear it all the time. So what are your thoughts here on intemperance? B.A. of Averis? Averis. Averis. Still has the coffee notes. The retrohale has uh, an oily nut, be a cashew or whatever nut you choose. These, these, these. It's got a good balance between the fat, the uh, acidity, and the saltiness. So it's 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 well balanced. That's my definition of balance: is being able to hit those three components. And so I would say it's very well balanced. Getting a little fuller bodied on the palate as we're getting on the second half here, but it's full it's of outstanding. Body. Yeah, it has three Lajeros. Um, we focus a lot on that. When we blend, I think about it like the way you would think about music. So when I when we blend, we blend by knowing the individual component tobaccos very well. So you have to have this real good glossary or definition of individual tobaccos. And I always I always categorize those tobaccos as Base tobaccos that have real heavy, you know, monotone kind of flavors to it, like Esseli Lajero or Pennsylvania Double Lajero. It's just like a really deep kind of flavor. And then you have uh, the high notes, which are tobaccos that have real sharp flavors, uh, like Ataparaco or Jalapa. Mm. Or, and, and, and those things are very, very distinct. If you use too much of them, it overwhelms the cigar. But if you had uh, something without them, it would be really boring. Right. And then you have the middle flavors, like um, the Olor Lajero we use, like Pueblo Nuevo, Viso, like um, um, Ecuador Habano, where you could make a cigar just out of that, and it's pleasant. So it's like if you listen to music, if you turn off the, the, the mids and the highs, you hear this boom, boom, boom. Yeah, good. Ex- good uh, and then if you turn off the, the lows and the mids, you, you just get this real sharp, annoying, frequent, frequent right. high-frequency sound. So um, in one level, you're blending to that kind of balance to where you, you have all three of those things going. So every blend has to have those from a flavor perspective. And are you intentionally building up as the cigar develops like a good song would? You know, maybe it starts off a little subdued yes. and then all the instrumentation happens in the middle and then you build to this big crescendo because that seems to be what happens. And that's a, mecha- that's a mechanical process. So um, that goes into the construction. So when you're doing the bunch, when you do the tear, and I've heard Sokka talk about this on your show, when you do the tear, um, a lot of times what you'll see is the buncher. If you ever go to a factory, this is one thing you should definitely look for. Go to a buncher, he puts the, the seco, he folds into bottle where he may be doing the, the folding, and then, he, and then he, at some point he gets the bunch together and he does the tear. A lot of times they'll take that directly from their hand and they'll fill back in the, the spots that they think, a lot of time under the thumb, which is why you get draw problems. Yeah. At our factory, they set that tear back down on the, on the table, always, and depending on which cigar they're rolling... Sometimes, like for example, if there's a seco in the blend, the seco comes out of the of, of the tear. And they'll take the, the thicker lajero leaves, they'll put them in either the front or the back or the middle, depending on the cigar. And then the viso, they'll put. So if they have to fill the front, they would always pick up the lajero on Cro-Magnon. but on and they're told that yes, okay. But on EC, for example, they'll always pick up the viso and put it back into the front. So if they have to fill closer to the middle, there's a different rule. If they f- fill closer to the thumb, it's a different rule. So 
that's what gives you the transitions is you have these equal parts of four different fillers, but then you also have the fill, the brake fill, which which changes the transition of the, the, the tobacco. And also, that, heat and oxygen changes the flavors. Of course. And that's where you're, when you said earlier, it's all about the having experienced rollers. They have to know what they're doing, making the bunch so that they're not ha- dealing with soft spots on the fill. They're specifically creating the blend out of that fill. They're doing both. But yeah, we only have 12 bunchers. So that's an easy process to manage. I could sit right here and see every one of them and walk for two minutes and hit every one. When you have 3,000 people, you can't make those kinds of blend choices because you can't manage it. Yeah. And if somebody's getting paid by piece, they're going to do the quickest process possible. Yeah. To make it a, a smoke correctly. Yeah. All right. So this cigar built up in strength as it went on. The next cigar we're going to smoke is going to start off strong right from the from the get-go. And we'll see where that goes. You guys want to stick in with this sure, next show? Sure, sure. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, what's up in the cigar industry? Our, an offer. And I got cash today. And uh, letters in the mailbox. And Barry's got a uh, asylum. He's very, very uh, interested for everybody to hear. an apology in advance. Apologies in advance. <laughs> Never Live apologize. from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority. Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, 
Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Papi from the Big Papi Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. 
Nice. We're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the studio, 21 Podcast Cafe. We got the boys from Roma Craft here, a full crowd in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And uh, we're going to go into the second cigar. It's a small one, but it's a strong one. Uh, and as, uh, as I said, the last cigar kind of built up in strength as it went on, but I, I don't think uh, that's what we're going to get with this. I think, uh, let's say, Skip, that this cigar were uh, too strong for someone. How long do you think they would have to sit on a box for it to drop down into medium? In our cigars, probably four or five years. Um, You know, our cigars are, like Mike always says, well-fermented tobacco, so they don't lose flavor very quickly. Um, if, If you ferment really fast, it'll have a real harsh kind of peppery flavor. And then a year or two later, you can barely taste it. There's a lot of cigars that meet that kind of match that. Um, but like our cigar, the the Micarita Firecracker, which is my favorite uh, right now, I think of, of what Saka makes. Uh, that and the Nakatamale. Um, I mean, probably my favorite favorite Firecracker of all time is that Micarita. Really no kidding? Probably well, the more second, than your own. More than my own. You know, ah, when, look when, at you. When we make our cigars. It's the same exact proportions in every size. So every size smokes a little bit different. Um, Steve specifically blended that Micarita. Correct. Differently. Differently. And it's my favorite of, of that line for sure. But he recently just made another version of that in a bigger size. Right. But with that blend, and it's great. Okay, I'm not sure it. what he's planning on doing with that. But. Yeah, I think he's going to launch at a trade show, and I haven't had a chance. But I didn't get a chance to smoke uh, that that cigar until everybody else did, as right. I didn't get to smoke your cigar until I, there was no samples. I know you had questions of people saying, you know, everybody should have got it sooner and things like that. I got it when everybody else got it, too. Well, you know, Esteban's brother runs, he's the, he runs the Noxa factory where uh, some of Steve's cigars are made, yeah. where he made the firecracker. And I actually smoked the aged version of that cigar before Steve did. Oh. So I told Esteban, I'm like, you know, Steve's making a a broadleaf uh, firecracker. Can you get Raul to get us some? So Raul got us some of the ones that were broken, the the duds. And so I smoked it about three weeks before. (laughs) That's what we call them, the duds. Before before Steve came back and smoked it. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I'm working on something. Have you tried this? I'm like, yeah, I smoked it three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And he hated that. That's that's the weasel move of weasel moves. Right. Right. Absolutely. So this is the original first one you came out with. Let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is their brand. While all brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal s chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So we're smoking the 2016 Chrome Magnum Firecracker, which measures 3.5 by 50. It features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Cameroon binder, and Nicaraguan filler. A single cigar was $6.99, while a box of 20 was $1.19.99. They're no longer available, but Dave will have a way for you to get them coming up in just a bit. It's called a tease. There so we go. These are these are three years old. Yeah, and they're still fire. <laughs> you take the little stem out. I do. I do too. I one thing about this cigar, it's the only one that our band just slides right off. There we go. Yeah, as otherwise. they should. <laughs> as they should. Otherwise, you're you're just shredding with your fingernail. <laughs> but I, I don't remember it. who it was that ended up tucking the band in because early on they were just hanging out, but it was so many duds, and you know. 
Well, I, I also feel like Sokka cheated on a few things with this project. With the hole to the top. Because you gave me this very specific template that I, I had gave to him a very specific template, too. <laughs> right. And I but didn't, he's a non conformant. Right. And he gave you the finger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you would just reject him if they didn't meet all your requirements. Yeah. So Steve's, the way Steve did the boxes with uh, 10 over 10, yeah. that's the way I would have done it. But I didn't know that was an option. It wasn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say when you take that many boxes or something? Exactly. Okay, so these are the original ones. Uh, it was done twice. We, we ran it two, two times. I saved a few boxes uh, so that I could do something when I had these guys here. Uh, so we have been doing some stuff in-house, but for you guys that are listeners of the show and you want to end up getting one of these, here's your chance. Buy any box of Romacraft cigars from twoguyscigars.com. In the comments section, put boom, B-O-O-M, and this ends this Tuesday, the 19th. So you just got a few days, because I know the majority of people listen to the show on Monday. Monday, yep. So at the end of the day, on Tuesday, the 19th, or while supplies last, because they could run out, uh, there is what there is left, and that's it. We're going to throw a few of them in there with the box. So what's a few? It's a few. It's a few. D- depending, you buy the box of 50, you're going to get more than three. You're going to get more than a few, yes. Yeah. You buy a 12-count box, you might get a yeah. couple. yeah. So uh, we're just going to throw some in uh, for you anyway and be done with it. So I don't have people pounding me and asking, do you got any put aside? Because I do. I, I end up hoarding a, a little stash for myself. A little something, something. Yeah, so that when you guys come, this is when I want to end up smoking a cigar like this. The retro on this is smooth. It is. Oh, but for the record. That's some sort of trick to get me to do it again. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> you, you, the easiest way to – you ever been underwater? Yes. So when you know how you kind of – Hold your breath. Yeah. That sensation, like whenever you want to blow bubbles out of your nose when you're underwater, that's the same thing as retro. Yeah, except, nah, it doesn't. Except I end up feeling like I have water up my nose when I retro. <laughs> I can't help that. Well, not everybody, not everybody's uh, built to handle the testosterone effects of Manbacco. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and I'm certainly not through the nose. All right, let's light this bad boy. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Equalizer featuring single action, four jets, a flip-out bullet punch, a window so you can see how much gas you have, all for the low price of nineteen ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Equalizer. It's a beast. So this it, w- this one is the opposite of your cigar, also where the wrapper is over the cigar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the close foot. Yeah, because that was one of your requirements. There we go, and you follow <laughs> you follow the rules, and I appreciate it. One, but one now, of the ones Saka ignored. Right. <laughs> The, yeah. the other, the other thing Saka ignored. So while while Raúl was making them, they were having a problem with the fuse. So we do it. We we overdo the the wrapper and then we twist the wrapper and then fold it down. And Saka like built a fuse and then put it through the middle of the cigar. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's the easy bullshit way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, his his uh, before the record, Barry, ours both of ours sold faster than Steve's, right? You are 100 percent correct. Okay, that's the that's the most important thing. Check the scoreboard. That's the most important thing. Check, check the scoreboard. That's Yet a, his was your favorite. It is my personal favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. This this is one of the stronger vitolas wow. of the Cro Magnon. It's it, and, and after three years, it's still strong. yeah. And don't and don't take this wrong. This is not a go to for me at all. And I decided as I save these boxes and usually it'd be for myself for Fourth of July and things like that. They're way too freaking strong for me, so let them go uh, to people that's going to love it because it's not a. That's why I'm not I, in love with this. It's way too look, much. Looking me. across the table at Dave, you kind of have that 
I'm a little seasick look about yeah. it. Like, but this just is, off a couple of puffs. Yeah. This like, is real oily the like the originals, Like right? the original, yeah. yes. These are. Um, well, like 10 years ago, his cigars used to be yes. super oily. This is as close as those cigars were. No, this is a good job. This is this is what the firecracker is not supposed to be to my liking. It's supposed to be boom. Well, like the Fratello one, which is another yeah. one of my favorites. I think that's one of my the best Fratello cigars, period. Um, it's not overwhelming at all. It's a medium right. plus maybe. Um, that's a very good cigar as well. Probably my favorite because I could I could get through that easy enough, you know. And and uh, the thing was, it was going to be where Hoya de Nicaragua was made, which they tend to make all strong cigars, so it was going to be strong. But it was actually, I'd say, like an eight. It's not mild, but this is ten. I would say it's like a six, maybe. But yeah, what yeah, is? I'm with you on the six. So is this a ten? This is probably this is like eight. You talking about body or strength? Oh God, <laughs> strength. Uh, strength wise, it's probably an eight. Body, it's probably a ten for sure. Well, it's smaller, so it's stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right away though. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to take you if if you have one of these and you're smoking it. It's not going to take you, you. Give it a few minutes and see what happens. No, right off the bat, boom. Yeah, it's, it's like everyday firecracker. Right? It's, yeah. you, you jump right into the center of a fireball, that cinnamon burning the middle of your tongue. Yeah. Uh, I wish Just we had right some there. fireball on stage to drink with this. <laughs> I mean an actual atomic fireball, yeah, so, alcoholic. Skip, is this... Alcoholics go to meetings. I do not. Is this blended to like a, a heavy metal song kind of a thing, <laughs> or what's the vibe on this? <laughs> I got a great story for that. Uh, remind me to tell you. It's, too, it's rated R, but... Um, no, it, this this is the exact same blend that we did in 2010. It's just uh, it's, it's four components in equal parts: Cameron binder, broadleaf. Uh, the only thing is, because it's a smaller cigar, we tried to to, to sort out the smaller uh, broadleaf, which broadleaf just doesn't come small. So what we ended up doing was we ended up using the tips, the tops of each of the um, leaves. For, for this and okay. it, that's part of the reason why it's, it expresses more um, in the in the body. Do you think it tastes like your other cigar? Yeah, it's, just strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, man, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. <laughs> this this quick, I swear to God. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. You, you like that? Yeah. You don't like that? Uh, Can't tell. You look happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's his gas face. He's gonna have to. No, uh, and, and, and and please don't take it in a, in a negative way. But I mean, it's it's. Over the top, full bodied. I mean, it's over the top. You I don't at, think. I don't think. So. I think it's it's full flavored. It, yeah, that's what I, I said. Body, yeah, but it it's, it doesn't have you, a lot of nicotine. Really? Yeah, you know the heavier tobaccos, the texture is where the flavor comes from, and that's where the body comes from. The nicotine comes from not fermenting it long enough, so it doesn't have a lot of nicotine. Our Neanderthal has a type of tobacco that is just a lot of nicotine. Yeah, that's another yeah. rough one for me, but. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, Dylan Austin has been promoted to president of Davidoff America's effective immediately replacing Jim Young. Wow. 
This week announced via Twitter, Dr. Norman Sharpless has been named the acting commissioner of the FDA. Prior to accepting the position, Dr. Sharpless was the director of the National Cancer Institute. It's currently unknown if he will be offered the position on a permanent basis, which would require a Senate confirmation hearing. Probably not good. Definitely not good. Yeah. Uh, Illinois has seen a bill to raise the tobacco age head to the governor's desk. And meanwhile, a bill to raise the tobacco age from 19 to 21 heads to the governor's desk in Utah. However, in that bill, it states if you are in the military or honorably discharged, you can light up if you are 18 or older. How ridiculous. So this seems like it might be something the ACLU would get involved with because there's favoritism going right. on. And the military 100% deserves everything they get. But, but it should be the same for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania Republican Senator Mario Scavello is expected to introduce a measure in the state this week to raise their tobacco age to 21. All the kids are doing it. And lastly, in Ohio, the governor has put forth his proposal for the 2021 budget. And in it, it contains language that would raise the tobacco purchase age to 21, thus bypassing a Senate vote. It's just strictly in the budget. Yeah. You hearing anything on Hawaii? You know, they're looking at 30. It is thirty, and there was also a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Oklahoma too is proposing. This is where the but problem how, is. But how do you do that? Do you bring do you bring your DD fourteen to the Seven Eleven and <laughs> right. and say, oh, "Give me a pack of Marlboros"? And like, how does that work? There'll be no Marlboros, right? <laughs> right, Marlboros are going away. Marlboros are going away, and that may be a story for next week. And lastly, new to two guys cigars dot com this week is the little pissed off Kristoff. And that's what's up in the cigar world. And speaking of the little pissed off Christoph, Christoph, pissed off Christoph is the next firecracker. So uh, look for that. And uh, I wonder how it's going to be with the little pissed off. I would like to try the little pissed off Christoph to get a little, you know, maybe it's going to be like that. Be, it should be well, curious to try. Do, do you got a size on the little pissed off Christoph? Uh, it was five by 44. Okay. That's a great sign. My counsel just gave me the answer off camera. There we go. All right. These guys out here know what's going on. Uh, next week's show, I'll be back from TAA. I'm leaving tomorrow for the Tobacconist Association of America's uh, trade show or whatever they call that uh, event that goes on. I think and, it's uh, called vacation. It's like vacation. <laughs> Boondoggle. Boondoggle. Boondoggle, yeah. I remember that old term, right? Um, so I'll come back with... Uh, Conspiracy theories and all kinds of uh, crap that I, I hear going on. Uh, they drink way too much and they, they talk too much and they don't say not to say anything. Like, you were smart enough to say, here, yeah, now don't say anything. Because if I say, don't say anything, I don't say anything. But you're a lockbox. And I lock it. You know, I lock it, I throw away the key. Speaking of rumors, you and Skip rode together in a car yesterday. Now, if you take your initials, is there any truth that there's going to be a MAGA cigar coming out? MAGA. <laughs> oh, God. MAGA. M-A-G-A. Yeah. Make America Great Again cigar. No? Did you trademark it? Back, is, that, is that predicate? It's not predicate. <laughs> you got a lot but of predicate But substantial products. equivalence to uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You got a mailbag you want to throw out there? I, I, I actually have three, but we can push the uh, third one to the next segment. Right. Uh, through this Contact Us page, Brian writes, just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the last episode with only Mr. J and Barry. It was refreshing to hear them actually working together and supporting each other. Hey, you guys were kind of soft smoking to each other, kind of went slow. You did an okay job, but I almost fell asleep on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You were talking softer and slower. 
by the way. But okay, go ahead. I understand that their usual attacks on each other adds a certain dynamic to the show and is sometimes funny. But it seems they have just taken their insults to a new level where anytime one of them says anything at all to the other one, they got to throw an insult. It would be nice if you guys could dial that back a little. I've heard several other podcasts where the hosts seem to agree with each other on everything, and that's just not realistic. By disagreeing on everything isn't either. Also, one of your well, shows... he's obviously not here on a regular basis <laughs> as you guys work together, because... Go ahead. Uh, on one of your shows early in January, Mr. Jonathan says he was going to stop making ridiculous tasting notes. A hint of peanut and a touch of cayenne pepper, Mr. J said. I'm sorry, with a taste of a hint of peanut and a touch of cayenne pepper, Mr. J said, if you take a peanut M&M, saw it in half, remove the peanut, and then dust it with a little cayenne pepper. Really? Nailed it, by the way. I still love the show. <laughs> After all these years, thank you for all you guys do. Brian from Redondo Beach, California. Last night we were in the car and Mike's like, Mike's like, we were driving like an hour and Mike said, hey, I want to listen to one of the shows, kind of see the vibe. It's been a while. So he put on the last episode and like in the first five seconds, I was like, this is the worst one ever. Just go yeah, to the one. There we go. That's right. That's <laughs> not the show. Next time that happens, I'm taking charge. You can have oh. it. Barry wants it. it. The Barry show? The now, Barry should show. I, All right, should we're going to schedule a Barry should show. Should I play Barry Stein and let a potentially 36-minute segment die after 12 minutes? Should I really be him? Could we just talk about how to fix your lighter for the 6,000th time? Switch seats completely. (laughs) You want to be me? You'll be me. I mean, I'm not, we're not just here as guests. I listen to the show every yeah, single you do. week. <laughs> yeah, you do. Every, usually Sundays, I'm out on the porch, I'm listening, I'm laughing out loud at every uh, thing that, that Barry says to Jonathan. I roll my eyes with the taste yeah. taste notes. Sometimes because you send me a message. I, I, I frequently send messages. <laughs> uh, one more from the Contact Us page. Uh, hello, Mr. Jonathan. Many of your news stories highlight the increased state assemblies are trying to increase their tobacco tax amounts. Yeah. And also remembering a story on a national level that online stores may be forced to collect state taxes for online purposes, purchases. Could this be a better explanation for raising tax rates than for just squeezing the local brick and mortar? Uh, also, I will happily fill my swimsuit with shrimp and dive with a whale shark. Whale sharks are primarily filter feeders and don't go after seven plus foot fish primarily primarily <laughs> i would even let you keep the grand and you can send me out on a dive excursion with whale sharks i will happily be filmed for the entire stuffing of the suit diving shrimp first and the rejection of the whale shark just no ribbon tying please okay does you want a question answered there yes you would like to know is could this be a better explanation for raising the tax rates than for just squeezing the local brick and mortar I don't see how they make more money doing it. Well, if theoretically, if if they're saying that you don't have to have nexus to collect sales tax, if the, if the state has the right to collect sales tax on all electronic transactions, regardless of where they happen, that would also apply apply to tobacco tax. I would think. So as soon as they, a state like Washington uh, figures out that they can start charging sales tax to to any Amazon transaction then very quickly what will happen is they'll start going after uh, CI and Famous and those people to start collecting their tobacco tax. I had heard that there was some sort of, if you ship into a state at a certain level of millions of dollars or something, people Well, in, in theory, yeah, the consumer is always responsible for paying the tax. So if I'm a consumer in California and I order from CI, for example, 
I'm supposed to self-report correct my own tax and remit that to the I heard Congress. there was a guy once that did that, but <laughs> I'm there's sure no proof of it. I'm sure they wouldn't know what <laughs> yeah. to do with it. <laughs> so um, a lot of states, what they do is they'll ask the online retailers to send them a list of all the sales. Oh, God. And, and they, have to, they have to provide it, and then the state will go after certain individuals for- Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, be, but I don't think it should be- my responsibility to do the tax work for this other state. I mean, I don't get paid for it. Why? Why do I have to do it? I think the only way you could really do it is if you if you instituted some kind of federal sales tax that got distributed out in a sharing fashion to the states. Yeah, because filing fifty different right. uh, sales Monthly. tax forms or quarterly or annually, yeah. it's too it's too much work. Yeah, yeah. But they said there's programs and stuff for it, but. Uh, Right now, it's time to take a peek in the asylum. Barry's been waiting to do this, so uh, apologies in advance to everybody from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. A 31-year-old woman was rushed to the hospital in Spain this week when she was vomiting profusely, had shortness of breath, and was covered in hives. The doctors diagnosed her with a moderate anaphylactic reaction due to an allergy to antibiotics. The only issue, she wasn't taking any. However, she performed oral sex on her boyfriend, oh, God. who was on amoxicillin, and not being a quitter, she swallowed, <laughs> which triggered the reaction. <laughs> Curious question, though. Does this count as a nut allergy? Oh. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow, that's just wrong. <sighs> yes. That's yes. Wrong. And yes, it does? No, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm in awe of Barry's ability to turn a phrase. <laughs> that was pretty good. Where'd you find that story? Uh, it was in a newspaper in London. That's okay. got to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you like yeah, that. that? That was, was a good one. All right, so some early thoughts. I'll tell you, on the Cro-Magnon, started brutal. I'm starting to be able to survive through it. The early, early part of it was, there was no way I was going to See, I think you it. just get afraid of the strength of it. No, it's you, the break. You, you panic. No, this is the break. Because to me, it's getting stronger. Well, maybe you're further down than me. I'm going slow. It started because off. You learn that, right? On the strong course, stuff, go slower. But it started off where it was completely smokable, but a lot of flavor in your face, a lot of cinnamon right down the middle of the tongue, and not a lot of nicotine. But now I'm starting to get the shakes from the strength of it. Yeah. I'm okay. The uh, but the construction issues. Barry's uh, smoking. <laughs> there are oh, no construction issues. Yeah, that burn is perfect. Perfect yeah. burn. Razor sharp. No bubble. A few years aged on it. Barry's smoking the stem and all. Stem and all. I leave it on. Sometimes it'll light up and it'll burn. Uh, right now it's not. Yeah. yeah it's a little it extra flavor. Okay. All right. I, mean, I think all the cigars we make are approachable. I think, you know, like even the Anderthal, it's a full-bodied, full-flavored cigar, but I think it's approachable. I think again, you go nice and slow. You can 
I mean, well, you can get through it, but sure. I don't know if you know if it's a relaxing. Well, I'm going to relax. You might go poop right after. You're right, but, correct. You know, he will. Correct. Yeah. He no, will. Okay. That, that's really the problem with the Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal is that when you're done, you're just like you're good. But well, if absolutely. You, if you smoke cigars like like we do, like Ed and I, and you, you know, it's like one after the other. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me the story about Orlando Padron. Yeah. It'd be hard to smoke the cigar like that. No, yo, I don't know how many you're going to go back to back. Maybe right. there's a contest right yeah, there. Yeah, there's, there's certain cigars that absolutely scratch the itch, and Neanderthal does that. I'm, I'm looking to smoke a cigar, and that's it. I smoke it. I'm one and done, and I'm good for most of the day after that. And I'm usually good for five, six cigars a day. But I can smoke that, and that's it. The itch has been scratched, and I'm good. Uh, yeah. I must be much itchier than you. Because you, <laughs> you, yeah, you're, you're at eight o'clock in the morning. You're in. You're yeah, you got that nut allergy, Barry. It's a breakfast about. cigar. But I got to say, Skip, this is no Neanderthal. This is maybe two out of a hundred or something. This is delicious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got the offer of the day. I got some cash. We'll see if they'll go for that. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. 
experienced La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. And we're back. We're smoking the 2016 Firecracker from Cro-Magnon Cigars. Um, Full-bodied, uh, no doubt about it, but I would say he packs a punch early. I'm okay still. You're getting really low. Yeah, it's hurting, uh, hurting down there. It's uh, I can feel it in my chest. So I think there's heaviness. It's got to be a little in between spot that that is dips for you. Get get you through it. Help get you through it. But you ready to go? I'm not putting this through my nose. Don't no? be a, don't be a quitter. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> 
So uh, if, if you want to try this Cro-Magnon, I uh, put a few boxes aside uh, for this very day, and this is your chance. If you buy any box of Romacraft cigars from twoguyscigars.com, put boom in the comment section. You have till Tuesday the 19th. Just a couple of days while supplies last in case we get a, a run on it. We'll throw a few in with your box for nothing. So uh, just go on to twoguyscigars.com. Boom in the comments. We'll get you a few cigars with a box of Roma Craft. Uh, as I say, the next firecracker will be the Kristoff, uh, pissed off Kristoff firecracker. Uh, and it will go on sale Monday, June 21st, 4th, June 24th at 10 a.m. What factory is that made out of? Do you know? Barry, help me. Charles on that. Fairmont in Dominican Republic. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how that uh, ends up playing out. And uh, we're going to do a special thing today at the end of the show. We've never done this before, and uh, this may turn into a every single week thing. If you listen on Facebook, uh, you won't get it, so you're going to have to go to uh, the, podcast. the podcast. So yep. you'd have to Pod go to Dean or iTunes and subscribe Spreaker. to the show. Right. And it's going to be an after show, and we'll just ask questions of the audience because we have a big audience today, so why not uh, – Grab the chance here. I don't know what we're going to do when uh, if there's one or two people and no people. We'll we, always have Walter. We always have Walter. He's always here. <laughs> he always has questions. Yeah. Um, so we'll do a little short show at the end of it, but it can't be on these other platforms because something's going on. It will be uh, on the podcast only. Right. So you'll be able to get it through iTunes, Podbean, like Jonathan mentioned, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify. So on and so and, forth. But, but but not YouTube or anything like no, that. It, it'll be on United Podcast Network TV, correct? Correct. Okay. All right. And it will be there when? Uh Ed Sullivan. We're gonna discuss you when want. the when the upload is, but I'm thinking a, a midweek release. Yeah, we can do it whenever the boss man says it goes. All right, we'll figure that out at the end and see, see how it goes. But the we're going to start rule. it today, we're, and that just happened but in between the break. If yeah. they subscribe now, they'll be sure to get it when it does come out. They'll get alerted that it happens. Correct. So that's how to do it. So hit subscribe now, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Is right? that is Dave, is that the first Dominican firecracker? Or no, LaFleur was. Yeah, Dominican. LaFleur Dominicana. So I try to go with... So a brand that is known for full-bodied and pissed off Kristoff. Not all Kristoffs, but the pissed off Kristoff is a full-bodied cigar. So what would that be in a short format, beefed up? We'll see. I have no idea. I've never tried it, but we'll see how that happens. Right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And it's $200. Would you wax your chest... On the show, have your chest waxed. Now, on the show, so that everybody can watch it happen. Are we talking? Remember just that movie, the Steve Carell, where I yes. where I yell Kelly Clarkson one time, and it's just one strip of hair coming off, or is it the whole chest? Because I got a, I got a fur coat on. Yeah, my clothes. You got to. You'd have to pay me two hundred dollars to watch Jonathan get his chest. <laughs> Here we go. So you're a definite no. I would do it because I have like one hair that comes out of my nipple. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. I have zero chest hair. So yeah, you didn't answer the question. Is it is it a strip or is it all? It's all. Have okay. your because once you pull a strip off, don't you got to do the rest of that? Point? No. You get you, you make that money. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, and it's over. No, you got to do the whole thing. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out for two thousand. I, I, I don't buy that. I think you're totally in. You would absolutely do it. Just, I would do the strip right now. Anyone have a wax strip? 
Pam. Ed, Ed, do you have any doubt that Jonathan would take take the opportunity to have his chest waxed I, on? I think he does it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Ed Sullivan won't do anything. No. Are you a hairy man? <laughs> yeah, I got I got some. Yeah. Fur. All right. Is it all gray? No. Partial. Really? Salt and pepper chest hair. Oh yeah, that's hot. It's sexy. Oh, <laughs> very. Yeah, if we include the, uh, the the bikini area, I'm in. Airier, <laughs> airier. I'll pay two hundred dollars not to see Barry's bikini right. area. Exactly. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it after that. Means you have to take your shirt off. To and do if it. you double it, Barry, we'll make Barry, it Barry can't even see Barry's bikini area. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and that was for you, Jonathan. Thank that you. Was for you. Thank you. Mike, you but, look but like you a guy your... that would do it anyway. I would do it. You would do it anyway. Sure. If you double the money, I'll do it Brazilian. I just have like a little patch right here, so it's not like it's a <laughs> You've lot. never done it, though? Waxed? No. No? But you look like you would do it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is metrosexual? What is the look of someone who <laughs> I don't know. looks he, like they would he, do it? He, he looks like... I'm, like he... I'm well put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> he, he does some manscaping. That's right. Lumbers, yeah, hard, look, look at his beard and mustache, how, how well-groomed it is. It everything. is. It's yeah. hard. The hustle, the hustle is real. Yeah. The so struggle you, is real. Yeah. Th- that's a nice shirt. You have one like that, don't you? Yeah, Dave? it doesn't look the same on no, me. No, not quite doesn't. the same. No. no. It looks good, but not no, quite the same. What's crazier is this comes straight out of a, a, a suitcase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. You know, Facebook chat, chat is all over Jonathan. They're saying, <laughs> who's he kidding? He would do it for free. That's what I say. He probably does it when he waxes his head on the regular. <laughs> Can you wax, wax my head? <laughs> Are you a hairy Dumbest man? Dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're a hairy guy? Quite hairy. Yeah? Yet you have none on your head. I see that a lot, that the bald guy. Because it all just falls off my head and goes down my back, straight down. I would yeah. bet $1,000 right now. Somewhere Jonathan has a drawer full of oils and waxes and toys. You and, would think. You yeah. would think. And I'm not even – I'm not. those are Jonathan's. I'm not talking about Jonathan's uh, and I would. And I would think shaved. I'm well groomed yeah. in areas, but <laughs> I I stopped doing my chest. It's just a lot of work. He stopped. Stop doing, doing it. it. I used to be Mexican hairless. Mm-hmm. So you have done it. Mm. Waxed? Not waxed. No, no, shaved. Really? Head to toe. Does it? Is it itchy? After? Uh, it starts about the third day. So that's why really? you just got to stay on there's top a, of it. And is prickle. it true that they say that it grows back thicker? And no, no, no. There's no truth to that. All right. This this took a wrong turn. No, there. there'll be more of this in the after show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're only We're discussing no, the bikini area did, in the after show. Did that, did that hurt the sales of the after show? If I, if I said that, or no, we have real information well, on the after show. Since we'll we're talk about cigars, yeah, and since we're not going video, Jonathan can demonstrate. Oh, oh, my cigar went out. You could just hear the like Velcro. <laughs> exactly. This, yeah. this could be tough. My cigar went out on me. So uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the subject line is, The anniversary is approaching. Greetings from beautiful Shiphack, Pennsylvania. In anticipation of the April 1st anniversary, I would like to know what the guy's favorite cigars are. I know Mr. Jonathan is partial to the Byron Grand Poema, and Barry is partial to the Atabay Spiritus. How about Ed and Dave? I would like to send everyone a gift for their anniversary. No. Maybe they can smoke each of their favorites as the second cigar during that segment. Have a great day and keep the lid end out of your mouth. Regards, well, Nikki, a.k.a. Skews. And I, I would change that up a little. Pick the favorites and somebody else on the panel has to smoke your so I have favorite. So I have to give up my Byron. 
You got to give up your Byron. What's your favorite cigar of all time, Dave? Is Atabe. I'd say Atabe Ritos now, but it was at the time Delirious or whatever had come out when they first came out. I never had a favorite cigar until I had that cigar, and I, I know Mike, you smoked it yesterday. I just never had anything that would that tasted like that, and uh, it's just a go-to of. It's expensive, but not all the time. But I love it. That's right up my wheelhouse. Have you ever had one of the Eladio Diaz birthday cigars? Yes, I have. So the 54 is my favorite of all my favorite cigar of all time. Yeah, I don't I don't know one from the other. I've had yeah. a couple of them over the years but didn't know which one was which. I have a cigar for you today. See, see how I did that? I have a cigar <laughs> for you today. <laughs> Your he weasel a, game is on fleek, son. No, because he invented the damn I'm thing. I'm so smooth. You didn't even know you got weaseled. And then the next day, you're like, wait a second. I got a cigar. No, but this is very, very different. But I don't. I got to do that. Can we smoke that on the, I, on I the know what. part? No. No? So, I can't let anybody see this until April. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's mm, nice. super secret. Super secret. This is a secret April 1st press release. April first, so, so, so yesterday, it's not a joke. No, okay. So yesterday, when you had me blind tasting the cigar, I was telling Mike, I everything about it was telling me what it was, because Damari and I had just had a conversation about it. I I knew it was Corojo, I but I thought you were trying to pull one of these Byron Atabay things on me. So. I just Your forced myself into that. We call that play the man. Yeah. So you tried to play him as opposed to pay attention to what the cigar is. Exactly. And we we go through it it all, and yeah. we do it every day. Every day, I've been doing it for twenty years. Of right, I was doing the parlor trick instead of depending on yes. my skills. Correct, correct. That's where it goes wrong. But uh, what I'll say is, unlike a lot of manufacturers, you are a willing to play the game, b willing to make yourself vulnerable, and c willing to be wrong. In, I mean, we had a room full of people there, yeah. and that, to me, makes you special in that you're, again, this is the first time I'm seeing you guys smoke your own cigars. You've tried everything that you could get your hands on that was different they're, they're from real, what you They, can they get. do belong with these people. They are part of them. These, these people. You <laughs> say it like it's a bad thing. You guys. You guys. Skip, I wouldn't get too close because it seems like it's hitting on you right <laughs> now. It's all right. I feel the love. You blow the whistle. You two see that you're in love with each other. Yeah. But I do smoke. Uh, um, I mean, I smoke more than anything. I smoke tobacco. Yes. So I'll smoke Jalapa Seco, or I'll smoke just stuff that comes in. I have to smoke it. Um, I smoke a lot of blends. As when we pull cigars out for packaging, I smoke three or four inches of, of, of a couple that come out. Um, but when I come to the states, and I'm especially when I'm going store to store to store, I always like to buy something if I visit a of store. Of course, no matter what. Um, but I, I have the old favorites that I use to calibrate my palate. Like I know exactly what they taste like. So I, I buy those to make sure I'm still on track. Um, and then I like to try new things. So I, I probably smoke as many of other people's cigars in the States more than I do of, of our own cigars. We have a whole cabinet at the office. I mean, how many times have we bought cigars from you guys? Yeah. You guys will feature a cigar and, and Danny or someone will call up and say, Hey, can you, can you get, send us a couple boxes of those? So we have a whole cabinet full of other people's cigars that we smoke. Well, that's how to learn. That is the yeah. way to go. These, and I don't know if they lie, but some of the manufacturers say, no, I only smoke my own cigars and stuff. But if it's true, I think they're making a major mistake or they're lying because they don't want you to think, they want you to think my cigar is so great, I only smoke that. Well, I think, well, there's a lot of people in the cigar business that actually don't smoke a lot of cigars. Yeah. So when they are smoking a cigar, they kind of have to smoke their own because that's part of the yeah. job. Yeah. Um, 
But when you're smoking seven, eight cigars a day, there's a lot of room in there to fit in other things. There's a few people that smoke no cigars right. that are in this industry mm-hmm. that own cigar brands and don't are not cigar smokers. It's like, how do you do that? I don't even. There's a whole lot of other businesses to be in if you're not a cigar right, smoker. Right, right. Better choices, but yeah. love of it has to be part of it. Okay, the last game of the day is going to be the classic three way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at TwoGuysCigars.com. That's TwoGuysCigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, this time it's going to be Mr. Jonathan Barry and Roma Craft. So you two together, you put your heads together and see what you think. And we're I call leave. foul right out of the gate. Because Ed's our champion. He remains a champion because he can't be dethroned. Because I got a feeling these guys are going to win. And then how do you bring them back? When I play this at home, I always win. Right. But then every time I come here, I always lose. So. And today we only have no three, three questions. It's going to be easy. Three? And there is no, uh, just three questions. No tiebreakers? No tiebreakers. Just going to see what ends up happening. And uh, we'll start with uh, Romacraft. They're our guests, so they'll they'll say it first. But uh, everybody, um, today's Jerry Lewis's birthday. Jerry Lewis. about Jerry Lewis. Just talking about him. Uh, He came to fame uh, as half of the act with Dean Martin in nightclubs, TV, radio, and film, then split with Lewis and became a successful solo film career with Nutty Professor. Uh, he also uh, was a champion of the cause of muscular dystrophy, hosting successful telethons until 2011. Hugely popular in France. He was born today, the late, great Jerry Lewis. Did he die? Yes. Yeah. Born today, what year? 1923. 23. Barry. 30, 35. 35. 37. 37. In Roma Craft gets its first point. It was 1926 without going over. 23. Pretty good. Well done. One point, and it goes over to Barry. William Drayton, William Drayton Jr. Any idea, Skip Martin? William Drayton, D-R-A-Y-T-O-N, Jr. Dr. Dre. Willie D. from the Ghetto Boys. Flavor Flav. Oh, okay. Pretty close. American rapper and reality TV star from Roosevelt, New York, also known as Flavor Flav, member of the hip-hop group Public Enemy. We were talking about them today, and today's his birthday. Him and Jerry Lewis share the same birthday. Parents. 69. 1969, he says. 65. 65. Uh, 66. 66. Everybody is over. 1959. Damn. It looks good, right? Uh, so 59 years old, 60. He's 60 years old today. Wow. Wow. 60 years but old. But he, he, he has, has that big age. clock, yeah. so. Yeah, he doesn't know what time it is. It doesn't look that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time means nothing to him. So yeah, always carrying boy. a clock. 
And it's over to Mr. Jonathan for the last question. We have one to zero to zero. Two points coming up. Chuck Woolery. We're doing all kinds of game shows today. We'll Chuck Woolery is an American. Two and two. That's right. Yep. American game show host and television personality began hosting the Wheel of Fortune. Before Pat Say Jack, Willery hosted The Love Connection, The Big Spin, Scrabble, uh, The Home and Family Show, whatever that was, The Dating Game, Greed, lots of shows. Chuck Willery, born today, what year? 1944. 44. I'd say older than that. Okay, 43. 43. 51. 51. Everybody is over for 1941. Uh. 1941, but Roma Craft wins it. Pretty good. Huh? And they feel good right now. They do. It's like when we gave uh, Steve Sacken a meatball championship. He felt good after. He oh. won that before it ever started. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Yes, he did. <laughs> the appearance of the meatball was spectacular. I, I knew exactly how that was going to go. I didn't. I thought I was going to take it for sure, but... Well, you're not into exotic meats and process and preparation. I was the only Italian in the, in the group. I it, thought I had this for sure. Yeah, but Jonathan has a lot more experience with meat than anybody else. I thought you were going to go with balls. <laughs> balls. <laughs> balls was the call there. It was too obvious. Yeah. Clearly, balls would have gotten the bell. Yes. I clearly do not have a nut allergy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> clearly not. Okay, so don't forget, uh, that's it for the show, but don't forget, we're going to go to uh, the bonus uh, Cigar Authority bonus show. We'll see if this is going to become a regular thing, and we'll go to that uh, immediately following this. This is where all the nitty-gritty comes in, right? This is where we get down to the dirty, juicy stuff. Yeah, we're going to open it up to the audience, ask them questions, and uh, see where it goes. Maybe Skip could tell that R-rated story he alluded to earlier. Ah, ah. we'll see if we get to that. All right, I'm headed out to TAA tomorrow uh, in the Dominican Republic. I'll be back uh, with you with all the gossip and everything I hear along the way, unless, of course, they tell me, don't say it, and I won't. Or else no one's going to talk to me. So all you got to say is don't tell me, and I won't. But if you don't say it, it's off the. It's 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 coming out. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.